Hey, hey, hey! Yep, 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 yep! It's me, Dating Funnies. Here we go. What do you think, huh? First and foremost, I want to wish each and every one a happy holiday season. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. I hope you have a great and wonderful holiday season with friends and family and new dating partners. I just, I, I wish for you uh, all the happiness that, that that's available to you. And if you're not partnered with somebody or you're not with family, put a smile on your face. Love yourself. And it'll st it's just a day. I mean, I'll be by myself on Christmas Day. My uh, son, his wife, and my grandkids are in Arizona with the other families. And, you know, it's just, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I, I'm happy to be a grandparent, and, you know, take care of my grandkids uh, Christmas Day so I get to chat with them and they get to open up presents from me. So there's nothing wrong with that. But with that said, if you feel like you need someone to talk to or someone to encourage you, send me an email. We can chat on a Zoom video. I'm happy to help support you and everyone else that feels like uh, they need that extra emotional support during the holiday season. It doesn't have to be a sad season or a sad day. We all have friends, and it kind of reminds me of It's a Wonderful Life, where here he's running. If you haven't seen the movie, an old 1940s movie with Jimmy Stewart, but he's running all over town trying to fix his problem all by himself. And then when the village finds out that he needs help, what does the village do? They go to help him. They support him. So, I, you know, I find myself sometimes, and you might do the same to where you keep your challenges to yourself. You're afraid to talk to other people about them. So you try to weather the storm. Trust me, I've been there. I've been, you know, I've had so many storms in my life. Sometimes I wonder if the storms are ever going to stop, right? But it's only when we start sharing with people some of our struggles it's amazing the people that'll show up to help you and so don't be afraid to reach out to someone to help you whatever it is because you'll find out that you have friends and family members that will be there for you so let's get on with it huh i'm telling you i know i keep bringing up this stupid golden bachelor and i guess i'm kind of stuck on it a little bit because you know, yeah, I'm a little butthurt they didn't talk to me more about it. So I was intrigued because I normally don't watch the Bachelor series. I don't watch it at all. But I was intrigued this time because I wanted to see, okay, well, who did they choose? That's what I wanted to see. And, of course, the thing that is a struggle for me is what I think is a struggle in you and I going out trying to date people. I mean, there's... Red flags, yellow flags, green flags, you know, flags everywhere, right? And we're supposed to, we're being told by dating coaches and friends and family, pay attention to the red flags. Pay attention to the nuances. You know, when you first meet somebody, you start dating them, right? You're in the honeymoon phase. And it takes almost a year. I've actually read somewhere it takes 14 months before someone's true character comes to the surface and people will show you who they are versus tell you who they are right they'll tell you who they are but you watch their actions and is that they're not one of the same it's a problem so as i watch this golden bachelor i mean rightfully so he is getting lots of flack about what he, what was 
put out there as to who he was, come to find out that's not who he was. They claimed that he was a restauranteur. He hadn't owned his hamburger restaurant since 1985. At that time, he was 34 years old. He said it made a very good profit. Well, why did you sell it? He claims that he was retired when he was 55, and that's turned out not to be true either. And there's nothing wrong with working when you're 55, 60, 70. I mean, Teresa is now soon to be wife. She's 70. She's working still. But to sit there and get on TV and, and profess that he hasn't kissed somebody since his wife died in 2017, that he's been sitting home mourning the loss of the love of his life, only to find out that he started dating someone a month after his wife passed. The love of his life. Now, granted, we all can go start dating tomorrow. I just saw where Kevin Costner is now starting to date, and his divorce isn't even that fresh. And I say to both of those situations, there's, they're happening so quickly because they were taking place prior to the event. So uh, the Golden Bachelor, he was likely in communication and chatting with this lady before his wife died while she was sick. Then they start dating a month later. So he's not emotionally available, quite frankly, after 45 years of marriage. I mean, yeah, I get he might be lonely, but it, come to find out, he really wasn't that lonely. He was going to the local bar, bringing dates in there. So he was dating out of the gate. Well, too bad for Teresa. I mean, it's not its not healthy. He emotionally wasn't ready. You know, he might have been thinking he was Mr. Playboy. But the fact remains that he lied about that. He was fraudulent in telling everybody and on the TV show what was going on when that was not the truth and then to perpetuate it even more and then not. And then when people bring up the question, he just dismisses it, pushes it like it's, you know, get it out of the way. I'm enjoying my life now. You know, I'm not, I'm not worrying about that stuff. So he's not denying it. And they are together for three years. Now, I knew a lot of this stuff prior to it coming out on the air because before he was officially announced, I'd kind of already done some background work on who the possibility was. And already knew that he wasn't a restauranteur. Knew he hadn't retired when he was 55. And I think the thing that really bothers me the most is that these are the type of challenges that we're running into when we're trying to date. The show's now telling us, even the younger people, that it's okay to lie, it's okay to be fraudulent, it's okay to have dismissive behavior, and in the end, you're going to win. Yet for those like me out in the world trying to date, I have to be more guarded. I have to get more information. I personally am not going to date someone that just lost their spouse after 40, 45 years, a month after they lost them. They need time to heal. They need to process it. Their family needs to process the loss. I'm not going to date someone that's separated while they're going through a divorce. Or, God, I just got divorced, but we weren't together for the last two years. Hey, I've been through the divorce cycle, and I thought I was okay. But the day that judge threw that gavel down, oh, my gosh, you talk about a wave of emotions. Lady in my office went through that. She, oh, no, it's no big deal. We're friendly. You know, and, uh, the divorce will be fine. And then she comes to the office one day crying. I think I've talked about it before. When that judge threw that gavel down and said, you're legally divorced, the wave of emotions, the memories. 
the what a uh, what what if the shoulda coulda's. That's what I went through, and some days I still go through that. God, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have taken care of the the uh, the shoulda coulda's. You know, I should have paid more attention. Tried to really find out my partner's love language, but I'm too stupid. As a young guy, you know, thinking like most young guys, where it is. We don't until we get 40, 50 years old do we recognize that it takes work to make a strong relationship, to have a strong marriage. So I think that's what really irritates me the most about the Golden Bachelor is that it just reminded me of all the crap that you as women are having to put up with and we as men are having to put up with. I mean, I, I look at Teresa, and she, I, I don't know if she's naive or not, but the other thing that really struck me as odd with her is she professes that she went and got these books from the library, sat and studied it and learned them on how to be a, into stocks and trading stocks, only to find out her late husband. Yeah, that's what he did for a living. She made it sound like she was out there and she took it on upon herself, got all this education, and nobody helped her. And that turned out to be bullshit too. I don't know about you guys, but if somebody lies to me, I mean, if this is as good as it's going to be out of the gate, what the hell do you think it's going to be like six months from now? A year from now? It's, it's going to be worse. You know, I'm sitting there watching the show. I think I've talked about Love is Blind and what, how that guy never thanked the waitstaff for anything. I had to chuckle watching this thing where when he's having after the fantasy suite, I think, or maybe before the fantasy suite with Teresa, they went to go sit down on a bench, and the bench had a blanket on it. Instead of waiting for Teresa to sit down on the bench, on the blanket, which is what he should have done, he made sure that he sat first, and he sat in the middle, so he took 90% of the blanket, and she kind of sat on the edge. Wow, really? And then when he was coming down the uh, uh, the waterfall, he, he made sure that Leslie was over on the more riskier side of the waterfall while he took the easier path. Interesting. And then when they went on that date with the, with the forerunners, why didn't he, why didn't the producers tell her that, hey, you might want to dress appropriately for this event. She shows up in tennis shoe type things, shorts, and they're going on on four-wheelers. And if anyone's ridden four-wheelers or been in boats, anything could happen. You hit a hole, you hit a rut, you swerve to miss something, and next thing you know, that thing's tumbling, and so are you. But they didn't do that. Then, as they start to take off, he just takes off down the road. Leaves her in his dust, and he finally looks back and sees her, she's way back there. So then he finally slows down, and then they talk it like he was concerned about her. Well, I call bullshit on that. He wasn't concerned about her. If he was, he would have had her go ahead of him a little bit, and he'd be behind her. And then he didn't need to be going 30, 40 miles an hour. It's supposed to be two people enjoying a ride together, spending time together. So it's those little nuances that just really irritates the piss out of me that those are the type of people that are out there and this show helps perpetuate that it's okay to have that behavior. Yeah, I'll get over it. And I am. I'm thankful that I'm not, I, I didn't get picked. I will tell you that. 
I don't need 15 minutes of fame. In fact, I'd rather be very, very, very wealthy and nobody know who the hell I am. So I can just come and go as I please. Being famous, we all know your 15 minutes of fame, it's, it's very fleeting. And you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And that, you know, I don't, I, I don't wish ill will on, on anyone, except if you do harm on me. I mean, I'm a, I'm a true blue Sagittarian. And I'm a very nice guy until I'm not. Meaning that you keep pushing me, you keep trying to make me feel less, I'm finally going to draw the line in the sand and I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel. I'm going to tell you to stay away from me. If I was Teresa, I'd run from this guy. Absolutely run from him. He is not trustworthy. He's the typical type of person that we continue to run into in the dating world. They come to the table saying one thing, and then as we go out with them once or twice, they start revealing who they are. And then at my age, we have to decide, can I live with this or can I not? I mean, the one thing I will agree with the Golden Bachelor thing is when you're dealing with older people, the layers get thicker, meaning you know you have to like each other. You have to have some common ground. Your kids have to like your partner. Your grandkids have to like your partner. And if you're living in one town and they're in another town, are you willing to leave your friends and family, go to this new town to start anew when you're in your 70s? That's, that's, that's different than when you're dating somebody you're in your 20s and 30s and you really haven't got your world going. Then what do you do with your financial stuff? For me, I'm leaving everything to my grandkids. No one else, my grandkids. So. You know, if I was married, got married when I was in my 40s and been married to someone for 30 years, yeah, that'd be a little different story. We'd built something together. But at this stage in life, why would I marry someone and then have all that mess going on where it risk my grandkids getting everything that I'd worked for? Whether it be one small house and just a little chunk of money or a lot. Why would we want to leave this somebody that you just recently met? So that just is very perplexing to me. And it makes it challenging when you're trying to date as an, as an older person. Now, my hat's off to Teresa in terms of she's still working at the age of 70. And I'd kind of like to get everyone's take on this, if you don't mind sharing your thoughts. But I keep, I, 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 a lady matched me on, on Bumble. And I thought it was interesting. She matched me. And then her profile said, if you extend the match, then I'll read your profile and I'll respond to you. Well, that's an interesting way to do this. So I went ahead and extended the match. Then I had to wait 24 hours. We started chatting back and forth. She's asking me these one question after the next, after the next. It felt like it was a flat interview on texting. Finally, she said, hey, let's talk on the phone. So we get on the phone. I normally don't do phone interviews. Then the reason for it is, again, text, emails, and phone calls. You can't really see the connection with somebody. 95% of all communication, you've heard me talk about before, is nonverbal. So when I get on these phone interviews, you either like my voice or you don't. You assume that when I say one thing that I might mean something else. I don't know. I don't know what happens, but I, out of the, I don't know, eight to ten phone calls I've, I've had with people, I'm uh, zero and ten. It never leads to a meeting. It's, it's, it's quite comical in a way. But I had to laugh because in this conversation, we started talking about work. And she says, what, you're, you're not retired? Yeah, no, I'm not retired. 
I got business interests I'm still dealing with. I've just recently been hired as a business consultant. I'm being asked to to be on boards of companies and they want to pay me to be on these boards. I'm trying to decide if I want to do that or not. And she got deathly quiet. Well, why aren't you retired? And I, I sit there and I'm like, well, and I said to her, I said, well, I like what I'm doing. It keeps me busy, keeps me young, keeps me attentive to what's going on in the world. It affords me the ability, you know, I try to share that. Look, and I go see my, my grandkids about once a month. I fly down to Arizona, four or five days, I own property down there, go to the sporting events. I set my own schedule. I come and go as I please. But, but it was too much for her to comprehend that a guy at my age, why aren't I sitting home and retiring? Why aren't I traveling? Well, I've been fortunate enough that I've, been, I've traveled to Europe. I've traveled you know, in the U.S. I've traveled to Canada, I've been to Hawaii, I've been to Mexico. So I've been to a lot of places. There's more I'd like to go to. I'm not going alone. That most people have. I've had the luxury and the benefit throughout my life to go do a lot of things that most people have never gotten to do. And I get maybe she hasn't. But to sit there and put me through, like even on our phone calls, one question after the next, after the next. Well, what's your day like today? What are you doing today that's going to be different than yesterday? What are you going to do to not be a Groundhog Day? And then I try to answer the questions and ask her, well, okay, how about you? And she wouldn't respond. And then the thing that really kind of I thought was funny, at first I was like, what the hell? And then I finally, eh, whatever. People reveal who they are. You have to believe them. So I'm trying to explain something to her on a question she had, and then she just says, it's nice talking to you, I've got to go, hung up the phone. About as rude as can be. And of course, I gave it about an hour. I thought I'd let her flip the switch, not me. Although I was tempted to, but yeah, she unmatched me, which is fine. Then I ended up blocking her profile completely because I don't want to hear from her. And, it, and if she were to try to reach me by text and the phone number I gave her, I'll block that too. I don't have time for small-minded people. That saying I came out with a couple podcasts ago, be curious, not judgmental. I guess that gets lost when you're over the age of 50. You're too busy judging people, assuming something. So I, I now updated my recent match profile as a, hey, no, I'm still working. I have lots of business interest. It keeps me busy. But I still have the ability to set my own schedule as flexible as can be. So if that's not acceptable, I'm okay with it. I am not going to chase anybody. I'm not going to convince someone that I should be worthy. If you're, you know, it appears to me that a lot of people my age are looking for someone that's, in their mind, they think, well, if you're not retired, you're not financially secure. I guess that's that's what I'm hearing, and I find it odd because I just read the other day Norman Lear, age of 101, passed away, and. For you and my uh, people in my age grouping, I mean, he produced a lot of TV shows over the years. And you know what he was doing before he died? Oh, he's working on another TV show. And yet that guy's got far more money than I have. Why isn't he retired? How, how about Warren Buffett? He's not retired. Bill Gates isn't retired. How about Denzel Washington? He's still making movies in his mid-60s. He's not retired. They've all got more money than me. They got all more stuff than me. But for some reason, 
95% of the women on these dating apps and websites, man, if you're not retired at my age, you have a problem, you're not financially stable. And I chuckle because I'm more financially stable than 99.9% of the women out there. I'll guarantee you that. It's not about that for me. I can afford to take people on dates, on very nice dates. I can afford to take them on vacations and pay for it all. It's comical that I can't get someone to take an extra chance. I mean, one of the things I used to do years ago, a lady I dated for a long time, only to find out she's cheating on me. I mean, I catered to the fact that her love language was was gifts. She liked getting gifts. So I, I would surprise her from time to time and show up with that nice little blue bag with something special for her on Valentine's Day, on her birthday. Just because. Because I learned from my first marriage that I wasn't paying attention to the just becauses. Here's something for you, honey. Just because. Just because I'm crazy about you. And, you know, women, you could do the same to your man. You know, yeah, I know most men, we just want you to show up with beer and be naked. But the reality, we want to be felt appreciated. We want to be told, thank you for our extra efforts. Maybe we want gifts every now and then. Maybe, you know, like I, I think I mentioned this a long time ago with this older couple driving down the street. And they're in an older pickup truck. It's got bench seat, not bucket seats like most of the cars have now. And the wife's reminiscing, oh, look at that place. Remember when we used to go here? We used to go there. Then she looked at her husband and said, while they're driving down the street, she said, you know, honey, we used to sit next to each other whenever we were in the car. He looked over and said, well, you know something. I haven't moved. No, shit, no, he's still behind the steering wheel. Who moved? Yeah, she did. She could move back over there if she wanted to. Why doesn't she? She, Her husband's basically saying, hey. Maybe she wanted her husband to tell her to get over there. I don't know. So much of the Golden Bachelor is such a reflection of the behavior going on today in dating that, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm actually okay with getting up, going to work, going home, and watching documentaries, different movies, and just say to hell with it all. And that's probably why I haven't podcasted as much as anyone's wondering is because I I haven't been going out on dates and I did go on another date a coffee date which I thought was odd Uh, we didn't talk for a week we just set up a date showed up she was 10 minutes late I had to text her to see if she's coming still and she finally showed up so I thought well that's rude and inconsiderate and I thought well you know everyone says that I'm too narrow-minded in my dating so okay I'll, I'll, I'll go meet this Asian lady I've never, you know, I've I've dated two Asian ladies, one Japanese lady, one Korean lady years ago, short period of time. They're nice women, it just didn't work out. So I thought, I'll do it again, you know. This lady happened to be from the Philippines. Nice lady, but she's 10 minutes late. And then once again, she'd been here since 1985, but her English wasn't that good. And then, and of course, she didn't grow up with the stuff I grew up with in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. So talk about some of those things she really didn't understand what I was really chatting about and I'm sitting there trying to understand where her family's at her family heritage how often does she go back to the Philippines I'm trying to figure out where I might fit into the deal and it just it was just complicated and relationships are complicated enough without having to throw on uh, a 
total different language, uh, a different way of how we've lived. Not that we don't anyway. I mean, we're, we're, I'm not trying to find something that's exactly like me, but it's difficult when you're dealing with people that have broken English. I mean, I, I shared with her, I met one lady that was from China years ago, and she couldn't speak English hardly at all. And what little she could say was like, look, we can discuss through this app. We can chat that way. And halfway through the chatting, I laughed. I sent her a text. She said, so if I wanted to kiss you, I would have to text you to say, hey, I want to kiss you? I mean, that's, no, I'm not going to do that. What the heck? That didn't go for it nonetheless. Bought her coffee, chat with her the best I could, and then it's like, nope, I'm not dating someone that can't speak English. It just doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, those are my two cents. I'm not going to talk about the Golden Bachelor anymore. I'm sick of it, tired of it. I'm not watching that stupid wedding. I'm done with it. You know, and granted, good for them that they're going to make some money on it. Why not? I would. I mean, take your 15 minutes of fame and write it as far as you can. I don't know if they get as much money as some people think they'll get, but what the heck? Strike while the iron's hot. Take advantage of it. You know, I'm not dating people like Gary or Teresa. I mean, uh, yeah, get started on again. I mean, the way he treated Leslie, dismissive to her, made promises to her when the cameras were off. He had no integrity. And then he did the same thing to Faith. You know, promised her and her family that he would guard her heart and flat out lied about it. So he's a liar. He'll always be a liar. And I feel sorry for anyone who tries to date the guy. And uh, the whole situation with the past girlfriend, I mean, they talked about they couldn't even remember. He and his family couldn't remember the past relationship girlfriend's name. Yet when you put the timetable together, he started dating her a month after his wife died in 2017. They were together for three years. So he dated her until 2020. So you're telling me that you can't remember a past girlfriend that you dated three years ago. Seriously? Two and a half years ago. I remember girlfriends I dated 20 years ago. I think about them every now and then. Wonder what they're up to. So I call bullshit on that too. The whole thing is crazy. Anyway, again, thanks for listening. I really appreciate everyone's patience on whenever I post a podcast. I'm going to try to get out there more as we get through winter and stuff. I'm not traveling as much to Arizona. I tried meeting people in Arizona. That didn't work out too well. So I've just kind of left it alone for the time being. But I hope you guys have a great holiday season. And uh, as I get out and about, try to get someone to meet me for coffee or a walk or a date of some sort. I'll be happy to talk about it. i got to make sure, though, I'm going on these coffee dates and meetings to to not get uh, more... uh, podcast material. I'm actually trying to meet someone. And I had to chat as this lady I met for coffee the other day. At least her and I agreed on one thing that, and I told her that a lot of people accused me of being a a, a, a serial dater. And I said, I'm not, you know, you and I aren't dating. We're just meeting to see if we want to date. She goes, yeah, exactly. We're just having a meeting. First meet. I said, exactly. I wish more people would think like that. Go, we talk, I've talked about this before, too. I go there, the intention of meeting him, as I'm talking to him, getting to know them, I'm saying to myself, do, do you want to go to dinner with this person? Do you want to spend an hour or two with this person at dinner? And that's the question you have to ask yourself. So 
As a reminder, if you get a chance, if you get a chance, I'd watch The Third Longest Date. It's on Netflix. Great little series. It's a true story. It's not a series. It's a true story that this uh, this couple shared because he was a blogger, an influencer blogger, and he blogged this whole third date. And it's a true story. They both live in New York. And then the other, which is a series, is Love in the Wild. I like that whole format. And it's interesting how it all played out. If you're into watching uh, uh, something like that, I, I think it's fantastic because they, they, these couples get coupled up. And they can change couples from day to day if they want, but they go out on these adventures to where they're competing against other couples. And so when you're under duress and stress, trying to interact with one another, you know, it's not like just sitting around having coffee, trying to see if you like each other. You're out there in the middle of it trying to do something. And if you can walk away and still want to be with that person, well, that, I think that's a good thing. And that's kind of why I like that. But if, you, if you've got nothing else to do, I'd watch those two. And the, the one, the third longest day, it's a, it's a cute, uh, cute uh, story. Uh, of a real life situation. Anyway, thanks again for listening. This is Dating Funnies. If I don't talk to you before the new year, Happy New Year. Let's make it a great 2024 in all things that we do. Thanks again for listening.